0: 100 years shit house Ah, uh, Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now
1: I hate you If you think we will be insightful Clever or just well researched We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are two guys, one car
0: It is Tuesday, May the 30th. Uh, This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson.
1: Hi, Will. uh, It's Charlie Clawson. Uh, I'm just going to play this throughout the show because I've got a feeling I'm not going to hear it for a long time. So just max up my time now with this. (laughs)
0: I mean, it's good that you're hearing it at least once this week. Yeah. Although it could have been like, wasn't there one of the games on the weekend? Was it the Gold Coast game where they lost and they didn't play the Melbourne song? Yeah, that's right. Song, they actually just played the, <laughs> the Gold Coast, Coast song, song and then Melbourne had to stand out there on, on the ground and sing the song? So for
1: the the reporting I heard of that was the players were embarrassed. They didn't want to have To do that, out they didn't on the want to ground. sing
0: in public, is that yeah? But when you played junior footy, you'd do it on the ground, wouldn't you? Would you always wait till you get to the rooms? Well, I've heard in junior footy now, no, we used to sing it on the ground, yeah. But I've heard in junior footy now, you're not allowed to sing it on the ground, why? Because it's too gauche. Well, you know, so, in the well, private schools, it's it, too gauche. It's one of those things where I know I think what what it is, and I honestly I don't want to be one of those people who suddenly turns into a Neil Mitchell caller, you know, it's political correctness gone bad. The bloody kids today, the millennials, they don't even want to leave home. Uh, it's they're all just eating avocado and not singing songs on the <laughs> ground aren't they uh, I believe it is that though it's it, you you don't show off in front of the losing team you know like you don't rub it in their face the, oh, be- hang on hang on uh, better, we'll we've met at 1 minute 30 in and we've got to pause My apologies. This has happened a little bit uh, in our recent podcasting history. Uh, as we explained, uh, I'm not home that often and I'm home for a little stretch of time. And there are some things that when you're not home that often break. Mm. And uh, what I have not learned to do while I'm on the road is the skills of how to fix things. So when I am at home, I need to employ a real man or slash woman, uh, but somebody who is a uh, trained and competent professional <laughs> and is not me. Hire a hubby. Hire a hubby. Yeah, a man in a pink shirt. That's kind of. I feel like that doesn't threaten me as much. I know that I know that they've probably gone with that exact sort of marketing as like, guys. Just so you don't intimidate the poor guy sitting at home who can't put a cover back on himself, <laughs> could you please wear a pink shirt around? It was appropriate that he was wearing pink because it was like he was
1: while we were recording. Then it was like he was a runner that crossed the mark. It was right. like,
0: Oh no. Yeah, he did just run me out of here, I- which I thought was really nice of him. <laughs> uh, you know, it, uh, it was his first time here, so we obviously gave him a Gator Gatorade shower uh, on the way out. That's what we just had to stop for. Um, the other thing is I uh, severely underestimated how long it takes to do something. Yeah, that's, right. that's how bad I am at being someone handy. who can do those things. You're not handy. Is I was like, oh, that'll take him hours. And it took him like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll be done with the podcast and he'll just be finishing. But it turns out uh, the cover that's been sitting off for what, six months now. Could have been fixed Could have been minutes. fixed in 15 minutes.
1: YouTube, mate. YouTube. Do you have any YouTube stuff? I fixed a few things via YouTube.
0: Uh, some of my cooking, uh, we haven't really talked about it on this podcast. But yes, I, we have, haven't we? I think we talked about it and on the other one. On the other one. Why are we scared to name it? Like <laughs> oh, yeah. Even we're ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah. Even on this podcast, we're ashamed of naming it. Even we don't know the name of it. Oh, Tofop.
1: This, we have another podcast that's called Tofop. This is a little diversion, but uh, I was out with some people on Sunday and one of them said, Oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's it called? And I said, Tofop. And they're like, oh, what does that mean? And so I went to the explanation, which is, it's 30-odd foot of pod, which is a piss of Russell Crowe's band name. And as I was explaining to her, I could just see complete just like disinterest and blankness. And then I started apologizing. <laughs> like I just went from an explanation straight into an apology. Yeah, it was dumb. We thought it was funny. We started about eight years ago. I don't know. <laughs> and then just, uh, We also have an AFL
0: football podcast yeah. though. Yeah. Oh, what's that called? Uh... Uh... <laughs> we don't put much thought into the names. <laughs> essentially our naming process is coming up with the worst thing that we could possibly call the podcast <laughs> to ensure any of its success. Like I love it of late, you know, there's been a bit of mention of this podcast in the press, you know. there's yeah, been a lifting few- you might say. Well, I-, I would like to think just reporting on. Yeah. We're making podcast news in the AFL. <laughs> they need to fill so much news that they're now giving updates on people's podcasts to idiots who don't actually have any... Football knowledge or insight, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it up until now. What, but well, I mean, the whole point of this podcast is that we're not experts in the AFL, right? Yeah, and surely the job of the football reporter is just to report on like what the coaches think, what the players think, you know, like what the football people who actually like reporting on what we think. Yeah, it's like just it's like reporting on two guys having a conversation in the crowd, what yeah, they totally. think. It has no more importance than that. I
1: always, whenever we get criticism of like a fact we got wrong or whatever, I'm always like, have you listened to the opening theme song of the show? We literally say in the first 20 seconds that we're not experts.
0: Yeah. Our lawyer wrote that jingle. (laughs) It is legally binding. It's like the fine print on your ticket to the AFL. There's all sorts of terms and conditions. disclaimer, And one of them is that often we don't even know the names of our favorite players. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Everything's Okay. Um, we often forget who the coach of different clubs are. You know, yeah, we, we don't. We we retire players early. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm notorious for saying that somebody now owns an ice cream shop on the Gold Coast, last, and it turns out they're still playing. Last week, I thought Dean Cox was still playing. <laughs> well, I didn't know you weren't wrong. I was like, he might be. I don't know. Is he out? Natanui and Cox are both out. No wonder they're having a terrible season. <laughs> Um, we do always we often miss things as well like uh, one of the things we missed uh, and I thought was worth revisiting uh, out of this round was of course uh, the the fact there was uh, Sir Doug Nicholls I think that was the name of it Sir Doug Nicholls they're calling it Indigenous round now mm-hmm. in the AFL and um, I thought it was really cool the players who wore 67 to because uh, it's 50 years obviously since the 1967 referendum uh, where uh, Indigenous people of Australia were finally recognised in our constitution as having like you know as not being flora and fauna, essentially. So uh, I, I love the idea of the players like changing their name to changing their number to sixty-seven and like wearing that around. And the players who wore fifty because it's fifty years from there. I just thought that was a really did you hear how cool to, moment? How go hard on it, saying that
1: he predicted uh, it was going to be a, a win to the Swans by sixty-seven points.
0: Oh, doubled down.
1: <laughs> he really doubled down.
0: Well, I was thinking at the time, I it was probably glad the referendum wasn't two years later. Yeah, because I reckon you would have had a lot more players volunteer change their number to 69 for one match <laughs> hang on there's eight sixty nines playing for the swans uh and the other thing is so i think we handled that quite nicely yeah. and then uh i didn't respond that's why <laughs> yeah the jumper punch yeah right the jumper punch is the other one that uh everyone seems to be talking about do you have opinions on the jumper punch what's, uh, what's what are your jumper punch thoughts i never bothered me to be honest i never uh i, I
1: understand the uh the physics behind it, like, well, if I hold onto this restraining bit of material, I
0: can't like fully swing back and punch a guy,
1: but the intent is still the same.
0: Yeah. So do you think a uh, jumper punches should be the, like counted the same as punches or, or do you I think you should be able to jump a punch? I
1: think I, I reckon, you know, like when you've got like a, if you, if you're training in like an MMA gym, they have those rubber dummies where they have like zones where you can strike. So yeah. maybe we should just like score it like a dartboard where it's like 20 points to the head. Chest is like five. That doesn't hurt that punch in the chest, does it?
0: That's not bad, actually. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I, I reckon that's a re- No one... I've heard nobody put forward that. <laughs> I mean, get your fucking pens, Herald, son, Jay Clark, if you're listening. Grab your biro. We're only seven minutes in. We've already got your story here. That's exactly what it should be. Or like, well, you know, when you go to the butcher... Well, they, can't, they, do and- ca-
1: they do kind of do it now, where it's like where you strike someone... And how intentional it is—that is kind of like graded, sort of.
0: Yeah, but I, I would like to see it more like uh, divide up the. Yeah, but like the butcher. So you know when you go if you go to the butcher and they might have like an outline of an entire cow <laughs> on the wall, and then yeah. it's cut up into like what the various bits of the cow are, and they all have different prices, like because yeah. there's some that's more expensive yeah. than other parts. Yeah. I think it should be a fine system. Yeah. And they split like a player's body into those zones. So yeah. if you like, you know, if you get them like actually in the tummy, like the tummy yeah. punch. Yeah. It's like you know a thousand dollar fine, but if you get them in the sternum, which is like off- obviously more painful, it might be like a three thousand. So you have to judge in the yeah. moment what Where you you're willing hit. to spend. And I reckon you go
1: one step further and in the jerseys, like weave in sort of yeah. like a lighting system, maybe with a sound effect. Yeah, I reckon. So if you hit the chest, it goes like, honk, honk, oh, you know, like that. right. then from the stands, you can see oh two in the chest, one in the gut. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, it's definitely got to have some sort of like it can light up in your team's colours. So in St Kilda, there's like, you know, gut's white, chest is red, arm, head is black,
0: right? I mean, it'd be pretty good if they added an element, if you punch somebody. What if they were like hyper-colour sort of jerseys? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so that say so when you were tackled, or mm. you were punched, whatever, like their jersey turned into the other team's Like, Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. If you get your jersey turned fully
1: into the other team, then you have you're to start playing play for them. <laughs> And so then your team is one player down. I love that. Well, actually, technically too. So everyone's going after danger and just fucking <laughs> smacking his his jerseys quick. Every time you play danger, that's what you're doing. Just get hands on him. GWS are playing him. mummy. just go out and give him a big fucking bear hug. Just fucking wrap those big arms. Turn that jersey into a Giants jersey. I love that. The AFL's looking to improve the game all the time. That's a, that's a fucking winner right there. Right.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's one of those ones. I think this is the high level of informed commentary that people switch off on the couch and turn over to this podcast for. Um, All right. And uh, the other thing I was going to mention just before... Wouldn't it be great if someone,
1: if there's an editor out there, if you want to take quotes from this podcast and cut it over like 360 or on the couch, so like maybe Will can be Mike Sheen and I can be the players interviewing, but you want to use... Two guys, one cup quotes. There's a little challenge for you, a little, little creative challenge. Oh, you
0: know what it'd be like. Get things that we've said on this podcast and match them to questions on open mic. <laughs> so, Mike Mike asks the question and then you can edit in. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great if somebody could do that. Yeah. Nobody will do that. <laughs> but that's my prediction. Uh, the AFL ladder, Charlie Clausen. Yeah. Uh, the AFL ladder, three games separate third from 14th coming into the bye. And 15th place is the grand finalists, from last year? has Have you ever, in your memory, uh, can you remember a season like this where teams that are, you couldn't... Like, I mean, to this point, like the Swans on paper yeah. can't make the finals, right? But you're still a pretty brave person in this season to say the Swans couldn't, you know, scrape into the finals. Has there ever been a time going into the bye or going into this time of the season where... It is just so wide open. Where a team that's only won four games is still considered a chance to play finals. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like the Bulldogs last year finished seventeenth with fifteen wins, and didn't really like play that hard in their in their last game. Like it's it's crazy this season. Like you'll get into the finals with <laughs> with less wins and losses.
1: <laughs> Did I think, don't know if that's possible. I was thinking about this on the weekend. If you win the team to win this year there'll be a criticism levelled at them and it's like, oh, well, that was the fucking Bradbury year. That was where it was wide open. Anyone could have won. It doesn't mean you're the best team going around. Or do you look at from the other side and go, wow, in a season where anyone could lose a game at any week, to actually win that means you're a really good team.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's the latter. Yeah, but it also, I guess is part... I Unless think- Collingwood wins, then we just stick well, with the Well, I think one. that will be determined by which team wins, I guess. It's how you feel about the team that wins the end that it's will determine It's the Shane that, right? Woden principle. Right. If Shane Way Woden had gone on to like you know play like Shane Woe Woden had that one season in the next few seasons, you you know that would be a nice memory. Yeah. But now it's kind of like a punchline. Yeah, you line. need
1: you, yeah you need some context. You need some years to parse. Right. Yeah. Find out who who that team is. Yeah.
0: So it's one of those things where you go. I mean, because GWS or Adelaide got to still be the like. I mean, they Benchmarks. still seem like the benchmark teams, right? Yeah. The two best in it. Yeah. And then maybe at the next level, so maybe the top four you could say is. You wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, the top four or at least teams that are, you know, in that sort of top six going, you know, in that sort of zone, the Cats and the Bulldogs both seem like teams that probably should be there as well. Um, Then after that, though, it's, it's any team. Yeah. Anyone from Melbourne, North St. Kilda. Port Adelaide. Collingwood. You know, like it all, even Hawthorne. I know. Like even Hawthorne. Like Hawthorne, on a like Hawthorne, on a like uh, a guy from like Friday the thirteenth or Halloween. Yeah, just like just die. when you think like just die Yeah. Just die. When are you gonna
1: die? I don't to tip them on the weekend, but I just uh... Yeah. Swans looked so good last week against us. And then, I don't know. Even with Buddy, Buddy played awesome on Friday
0: night. Well, Buddy's having an awesome season. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Everyone's like, the no one's te- laughing
1: about that 10-year
0: contract anymore, te- are they? No, give him another <laughs> 10. Double down on it, I'd say. He's the only one who's keeping you in it at this stage. Like he's having one of his best seasons of all time, and they're in 15th. Mm. Like, you know, it's not his fault. No. Like this I mean, Hannibury's back now that he's I mean, the big story out of that that everybody's talked about, of course, is that he's He's back on the booze. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. This has been really been if it came out at some stage this it was a viral marketing campaign and bo- yeah. <laughs> he'd be paid for. He'd be made big dollars by C U B. And their plan was announce in the press yeah. that you're off the booze yeah. and then play shit for like the first four weeks and then we'll come in like it's like it's Popeye's magic spinach. Or yeah. it's or like, it's their very own shinboner spirit. Like, yeah. you know, the, the swan's version. It's the blood, right? Yeah. And they come in with the, with the can
1: and just go. A view of it. What's that Denzel Washington film? I think it's called Flight, where he plays that pilot who saves, like, a crashing plane. I believe it. Turns is out Flight. he's a, a drug addict and an alcoholic, and so he has to, you know, testify before so-and-so to say, you know, he's not a drug addict. And the night before, he gets so fucked up that like when he wakes up like he won't be able to get on the stand and so he calls his drug dealer who comes around and with just the right balance of kind of like drugs and alcohol he's just clean as a whistle gets on the stand and just fucking demolishes it's like oh yeah get Dan Hunterbury
0: the right mix of hops and barley well the weird thing was that uh, James Heard hired Stephen Dank immediately after seeing that film <laughs> so a lot of people don't know that that's where it all started
1: do we talk about the first game?
0: Yeah. So, okay, the first the game Kattery. of the round, uh, Geelong are taking on uh, Port Adelaide. Great game. It really was a great game, wasn't it? Yeah. One of those, again, I mean, this, it, we sound like a broken record, but uh, Pat, Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood mm. are just really... Can play. Yeah, really good players.
1: Yeah, really good. I mean, I thought Port was stiff not to win that. It's weird now because I just don't think they dented their... Like your perception of Port is still—they're a really good side. Like yeah. They could still be top four. They would have loved to get away with the win, but I was pretty impressed. I mean, you know, the last two minutes, I actually felt like Charlie Dixon. I—I I, I didn't notice it at the time. I, to me, I didn't—I didn't feel like all the time had passed. Did you get the sense that he was taking a long time?
0: I mean. It didn't really feel like he was taking that much longer than, than what
1: you've seen before.
0: Absolutely. That yeah. would be the thing. I bet you could go back and find a whole bunch of other examples where people have taken heaps more time. Sam Fisher on Twitter said, hypothetically, because you know you've got,
1: they don't start the, the count to you. Uh, well, once you start walking in, you know, that's where you can have your shot. He said if he in that 30 seconds had sprinted back to like the back 50 and then started his walk in from like 150 metres away to get the clock down and then had his shot, could he have done that?
0: It's like, yeah, theoretically he could. Uh, I mean, I think it, there should just be an AFL umpires' law that's called taking the piss. Yeah. If they feel like you're taking the piss, if you're deliberately flaunting some law, like sprinting 200 meters backwards, yeah, or not putting like putting Caleb Daniel up in the ruck, yeah. they're like, sorry, taking the piss. This is just, I'm sorry, it's a taking a piss the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's one of those things where. Like, different players certainly have different run-ups and, like, you know, different time that they take coming in and setting up. I think it's one of those things that is there to be flaunted. But th- I think the thing that people have been most critical about Dixon is that he didn't assess the situation once clearly it was like a play-on situation, that he was too slow to realise yeah. what was happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I always feel like in the last quarter... You've got to fucking forgive a player for not thinking that fast after like two hours of the most exhausting physical activity. I don't know. I'd be thinking that
0: straight in the last two minutes. No, I agree with it. And, we, and we've said this before about Charlie Dixon. It doesn't help him because he may be like a neuroscientist yeah. like he might be you know goodwill hunting down at the club I don't know yeah. like you know they may come in some mornings and you know the, Ken Hinckley's game plan isn't up on the whiteboard because he's been solving algorithms <laughs> yeah, and right. working out quantum physics Matter and equations. stuff he may well be Yeah. but he looks like a dead shit <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god that was a long run up
1: I wasn't <laughs> sure <laughs> where you are going with it ironically that was you took your full 30 seconds <laughs>
0: To just pot Charlie Dixon, holy shit! No, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, he yeah. just has that kind of doofus look, or that sort of. It just. Well, don't you reckon? And I, again, he. And this H- is without knowing anything about him. It's purely just yeah, the uh, way he, he comes yeah, across. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Never seen him
1: interviewed, but don't you reckon like he and the Hoff have the same look? But Hoff's much more lovable and adorable. Yeah. Hoff's like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. But Charlie Dixon's like one of the Cobra Kai. Right. Yeah, and I have nothing to base that on. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Just pure reading people on the surface, (laughs) judging a book by its cover. Yeah, all the things you're taught not to do. Well, I think what he has is that same... I think if you're going to play full forward, center half forward, if you're that kind of power forward, they generally have a similar kind of chest out fucking arrogance because that's you need to play that role. Like Warren Tredray... Had the same, like, from what you've told me, Warren Tredge is a lovely bloke. Yeah. But all I know is what it is to see on the field, which is that kind of, like, poor man's Wayne Carey, you know, like, running around, like, doing great things, undeniably good football. But it was just the way he carried himself on the field.
0: Yeah, and I do think it's one of those things where that is definitely part of, and I think it's our frustration with young forwards, because they often do have a lot of strut and when it doesn't pay off for them, they look like they're all strut. But that strut is actually an important part of it. It just it's yeah. the thing that makes them play well, but when you're obviously not playing well, it, it, it puts people Alan off. Alan Jakovic, right? Yeah. Like where's today's Alan Djokovic? We don't really have that. I mean, you could Jake, also, I, think, Stringer- I think you could also ask the question, where's Alan Djokovic today? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like I guess Jake Stringer has that Djokovic freakish yeah. ability. But Jakey's much doesn't seem quite as extroverted. Like he doesn't play it for the crowd. He's not doing. No, he will go for his scissor
0: kick in the air. Oh, he on the field he is, but I've noticed in his celebrations, he's very, very muted at the moment. Like there's a lot of that sort of like you know he's almost being extravagant in his non-extravagant. Alan
1: Djokovic played for the Bulldogs at one stage. Yeah, finished
0: up. Oh yeah, we had a great little run where we decided, hey, was a guy once good at your club (laughs) who could be full forward at our club. Anyway, Simon Minter-Connell, you meet Alan Jakovic. I think why he went with
1: Oval is because that was back when you still had that hot, ja- hot jam donut stand near <laughs> Frisco Station. <laughs>
0: Fuck, man, you get five for two bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so otherwise in this game, that was kind of the biggest talking point of the game, wasn't it? Otherwise, it was just one of those things where you're going, well, both of those teams will probably play finals and you wouldn't well, want to run into either of them. And it
1: reinforces the home ground advantage that the Cats have at, at uh, the Cattery.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it means you know what? They can back up after a stand match. And that's that's very important as well for those guys, you know, to yeah, to show that <laughs> To make they, a stand. To make a stand, Literally, even without To make a stand. To make a stand. <laughs> uh maybe they just fix one bit of it every week. Yeah. Just to make sure. <laughs> oh guys, no 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 no. We fixed, here's the new club room. Add, add two seats per week. Yep. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh, up next, we had um, Hawthorne Swans. Hawthorne versus the Swans. Cracking now, game as well. This one really was, wasn't it? It was really good.
1: Luke Hodge played well. Burgoyne was great. Were you surprised to see like Buddy going after Hodgey and and uh, Ruffy and stuff? Like I thought they're all, all mates. Yeah,
0: but that's why you go after. Yeah, them, they're right? really going after him. Yeah, but in the middle of the game, don't you go hardest at the hardest competitors? That's the... I actually watched Hodge very closely this game. I
1: didn't realize how much that guy talks. Like, his mouth is... You don't know what he's saying, but you get a fair idea of what he's saying. Like, it's funny. He's constantly chatting to the opposition. And... He, but he does it in a very deadpan way. Like You don't seem like having to provoke or get in someone's face. He's just constantly chatting with that confidence of a guy who you've got no comeback that's going to beat him. You can just see he's just fucking... Re- Especially the younger players, he's going over just chatting to them and they don't want to engage because
0: they know they won't possibly win. Yeah, and, and they're smart enough to know that. But isn't that yeah. a great thing about Aura? You know, that thing where you're just going... You know that none of them are going to come back at you. So, yeah. but he was good. I mean, he's, he's at his great. best. He's at his best when he is allowed to play that game where he can, like you said, talk all the time and control his team and the opposition team. Well, he's
1: been smacked in the head a couple of times this year, Hodge hasn't he? Like yeah. people are really taking an opportunity just well, to give one back.
0: Yeah, but the other thing is they know that they, this might be their last opportunity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, it, it might be a closing down sale. Don't dodge, Hodge. Yeah, if you've ever wanted to punch Luke Hodge in the face. This is your last <laughs> opportunity. Grab your jumper in your hand and give it a crack. It
1: was awesome to see Ruffy nail the, the goal to win the game too. Yeah, that was
0: really brilliant, wasn't Hi. it? Uh, and guess who passed it to him? Viron trickery. Well, here's the thing about uh, Viron trickery. Uh, did you see the footage of Hawthorne singing their songs in the in the song in the rooms afterwards? <laughs> no, he didn't know the words. <laughs>
1: How can you not know the words?
0: <laughs> I mean, I know the words know the to the words. horse. How can anybody who's watched any football not know the words to the fucking Hawthorne theme song? You heard it every week for the last five years. Yeah, I think someone who really loved their club and played to win would bother learning the fucking lyrics to the song. I mean, it is one of those things where you're just like, did you never expect? If it was the Giants, you could be forgiven. Is there a chance that Tyrone Vickery started to believe his own press in that he thought he was the problem? And he was like, Well, I don't need to bother to learn the fucking song because if I'm playing if I'm playing, they're not gonna win.
1: <laughs> so do you think Hawthorne are a serious chance to make the finals? No. The common wisdom so. was if Sydney won, look out finals. Yeah. If Hawthorne
0: won, nah they
1: won't they won't have any Steam.
0: I, I would be surprised in this season where I can't see any team getting on a run enough. If you're in this position now, I've got, I, and I, I think it's the same with the Swans, like you don't like to write off teams like the Swans and the Hawks, mm. but I think they're going to win a bunch of games and they're going to upset you, you with know, teams that they, you didn't expect them to beat and all those sort of things, but I can't see either, either of them playing finals. The Swans
1: have lost at least three games at the SCG this year. Collingwood,
0: uh, Hawthorne and Giants. And you know, look, they got the Bulldogs at the SCG after the bye and you would, I mean, who knows? Because like you know, obviously for the Bulldogs, you know, they yeah, there's a different sort of thing on the line. If, if even if you're not going to make the finals, the opportunity to knock off the people who knocked you off in the grand final is like a big motivation and all those sort of things. So you could see them winning that. Yeah. Like there's a chance they could win that game, but you wouldn't like check it in as a win. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be. They're just gonna be too far behind, even if they come home strong.
1: Yeah, definitely. They just looked. Um, well, they were player down, and you never like to make excuses, will? But they- I love to make excuses.
0: I don't. I don't understand that expression at all when people say. I don't want to make excuses, then you're not a fucking football fan. (laughs) Being a football fan is about making excuses. And the great thing about the game of AFL is every week it provides you with hundreds of excuses. You can blame the umpires or you can blame the rule interpretation or you can blame injuries or you can blame team selection or you can blame the coaches for not getting it right. Like If you are not there to make excuses... There is myriad
1: excuses.
0: They they are providing you all these excuses. They want you to fucking use one of them. (laughs) Um, was there anything else in that um, game? Oh, well, the other thing was that um uh, missed the mark. Like it didn't stand yeah, didn't, on the...
1: I, tell, tell me what that's about. I, so I, basically
0: uh, what happened was Ruffy basically marked it on, on the, the 50, 50, right? So he was going to... So the mark was going to be on the 50 and Rampy had the mark mm-hmm. and then Hanabry came over and took the mark and, and basically thought it was like three or four metres back. So right. Ruffy kicked from right on the 50 when he really should have had to kick you know, another five metres back.
1: Right. How far... It went through pretty high. It went through goals. pretty high, but you can... I think people are raking over something there that's maybe not that big I mean, hanna
0: was probably their second best on ground alongside Buddy, so, yeah. you know. Uh, all right. Uh, next game of the round. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk yeah, about let's it? let's talk about it. I'll start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I uh, missed the first quarter, and then... Tuned in for the second quarter, which is I mean, probably the very worst time. To- the worst time. They were good
0: in the first quarter. So, In fact, they were good enough in the first quarter that I was sitting watching and going, ah, shit, Saints have come to play. And like we, I don't think that we were, you know, we kind of look like the team we've been for the you know the last eight rounds where we look almost like we're going to get it going, but we haven't quite got it going. And the Saints were playing really tough and hard football. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a long day all right we and,
1: literally played you into form like yeah. that's what i saw is i saw the bulldogs just totally get their shit together against my side it was awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was one of those games where i watched it and i was like well it was certainly those three quarters in particular but probably across the whole game it was the best game that we played for the season and i just like they, they look like the bulldogs of last year you know, mm. suddenly you just saw them running hard for each other. They were starting to stick those handballs and stick those sort of passes and stuff. Like, I mean, the package, Jake Stringer was like, Stringer was just on fire. Yeah. You know, it was like the Stringer of a couple of years ago when he was All-Australian. And he just had that, like... Yeah, well, I thought he was going to kick 10
1: by halftime. I was like, oh, we just got no matchup for him. We had no one who could play on him. They had Nate- I mean, Nathan Brown's had a really good year, but he's essentially like a, a tall back right and i guess you could put robert on him but then you lose your you, you run, run out of defense and i'm just so glad he didn't fucking kick 10 goals i mean i think the problem with st kilda at the moment well he's a here's how i've processed things it's been like the seven stages of grief anger denial blame all this kind of stuff and i've just come around to being very philosophical and being like you know what two weeks ago geelong were gone they'd lost three in a row you know last week richmond were gone like We're just, we're taking our turn, you know, of being out of form. It's going to happen to every team this year that's going to be playing finals. I don't, like you say, it's going to be hard to imagine anyone getting a long run on. It's just disappointing that, you know, the two best teams from last year, we put in really average performances and it was turnovers. I think both Sydney and, bulldogs we we gave you guys at least like 10 goals each just through not being able to fucking kick the ball
0: i mean i I think that the definitely the bulldogs pressure like went up a level you know like you could see it you yeah. could just see how hard they were running but I was surprised at how quickly it seemed like the Saints because again you didn't see the first quarter but in the first quarter they didn't miss a fucking kick right like yeah the bulldogs were lucky to still be in it Mm. That, that's the truth of it. Like, you know, the Saints had dominated field play. They dominated possession. They looked clean. They were getting an inside 50. Like, it, you know, like, I was really wrapped that the Bulldogs were kind of still, you know... You, Within striking Well, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we were lucky to be in the position we were. Mm. And then the Bulldogs upped the pressure. And it just was like the Saints fell apart. Like, yeah. you know, they just didn't quite... They were kicking it long to contest. they shouldn't have been kicking it to. They, I, that's it. They
1: didn't lower their eyes at all. This is the thing, like... Uh, understandably, our forward line's not working at the moment. That's why Bruce has been dropped. They've brought in McCartan. Revolt's obviously out.
0: And I didn't think McCartan was terrible. I thought McCartan no. went to a lot of contests and like was definitely presenting no, and having a crack.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, he dropped a couple of very noticeable kind yeah. of sitters, which don't look good. But he took, I think, nine marks of the game, 15 possessions, and a goal. Could have had two. Yeah. Maybe three. Um, but it's just more, it's not so much the individual players. It's the way we go forward. Because I think, you know, when we had Bruce Revolt memory you could do that long bomb thing it seemed to work but now you know paddy's okay in a contest contest but he's still an inexperienced player got to get him on a lead but we're just not honoring those kind of leads over the 50 we're trying to just get it from the middle of the ground and bomb it long and just gave up so many possessions so i mean i just think the buyers come at a good time we are still uh, we have a fair fairly young side there's a few younger players in the side that i think could probably do with the rest but it hasn't really changed my opinion of where we're at from the start of the year, which is like get a really good ball user in there to complement like, you know, Jack Steven and Seb Ross. I think it'll make all the difference. Just that linking player. Because our run out of defense is not bad, but it's just where we use it from, you know, the halfway line.
0: Yeah, that was definitely the case. You'd find them, they'd get it and they'd get that first option kick mm. and then they'd suddenly, you yeah, know, you couldn't quite see it all in the telecast, but you just imagine they were looking up and they just they didn't just saw to, a wall and didn't know where to go. yeah. Yeah, that's why I mean, I was watched in the... Because the Saints were like doing, copying a lot of shit on the TV and you could tell even from the crowd for like switching one way, then switching the other. Yeah. But it felt like that's all they almost could do. Yeah. Like they were going, let's go and have a look over here if there's a way through. Yeah. Oh, no, there's not. How about if we go back over here? Is there a way through over here? I think we already checked over here. <laughs> it
1: was—it's like a drunk person. Yeah, can't remember what hotel room they're staying. in. Yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> it's like hang on, I think it's the one over. T-
0: I think it was to the right of the fire extinguishers. Now that I think about it, not the left. Hang on, have I ever checked the light? The right.
1: Yeah, but that the the other thing you noticed about the bulldogs was the run. Like we had a pretty poor defensive structure going, but the amount of goals you got over the back because you know that thing that the bulldogs are lauded for having. Eight midfielders essentially who can just move between half back and half forward. As soon as it was a contest in the middle, you guys would just bolt forward, and then it didn't matter if you bombed it long because it'd be three or four guys just running on
0: either side to get a handball. Yeah, no, it was. I I thought the Bulldogs were good. It was a good game to watch from our point of view because I thought the reason that we like played well were the right reasons. You know, it's like one of those things where you're going, Yeah, like, yeah, play like this. This will be good. Um, obviously, Bob Murphy hurt his uh, well hamstring, but while he's uh, recovering from his hamstring, which will be three or four weeks, um, uh, he, they're also going to do some more clean-outs on his knee. So they're going mm. he's going to go in for a bit of surgery and get his knee cleaned so out. So does
1: that mean he's out for the same amount of time? Or? Yeah,
0: same amount of time. Apparently, they can get a two-for-one. Oh That's God. why we lie down at the Bulldogs and bargain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's is it like, really a doctor? Or is it just some guy above a laundromat? It's like going, well, road? here's the thing. While we're working on a hammy, we're also, for this month only, as a bonus thing, if you sign up, we'll also do a are free clean-out of the knee. Are you sure this guy's a doctor? Yeah, well, why do you think he's not? Well, he's misspelled the word doctor. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking just The Right. <laughs> and knee. Yeah. Like, no, he hasn't put a K in at all. <laughs> uh, all right. Next game of the round. Uh, let's move on from the Two Guys One Cup Cup. Uh, Melbourne are taking on. Also, oh, the-
1: I guess that <clears throat> I have to hand it over to oh. you, because I was the previous holder of the two guys one cup cup. That was when Mitch Wallace broke his leg. That's true. So
0: there you go. Well, congratulations. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Uh, Mitch Wallace was good too. He's been great since he came back. Yeah, well, you, ha- you said he's going to be playing in the reserves for a while. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Shows how much you. I like. mean, well, imagine how well he'd be dominating <laughs> in the reserves right now yeah. with this form. Tom Mitchell numbers. <gasps> yeah. Um, hello, Ramona. You, what's going on? Do you want to come up?
1: There was a funny moment in the Swans uh, uh, Hawthorne game where every time Tom Mitchell got the ball, they'd be like, boo! And Hutto's like, pretty sure they're going to get sore throats by the end of
0: the night. They're going to boo every time Tom Mitchell gets a disposal. Yeah, there were people around the neighbouring suburbs of the uh, SEG that thought that Sydney had been uh, invaded by ghosts. <laughs> and i mean sydney crowds of all i mean i guess maybe that was their thing There was like, like finally it. finally they had a reason to boo yeah like i mean the, you well, know sydney needs a bit more mongrel than their supporters Yeah, well, that's what I like about the GWS supporters, even though there's not many of them. (laughs) They're bastards. They're bastards. They're they're like proper hardcore (laughs) AFL supporters. Like you see them leaning over the fence and yelling. Like they they know what they're talking about. Yeah, there's a guy- They're
1: small, but they're mighty. There's a guy I used to work with um, who was a Saints supporter, but has been living up here for 20 years. And when GWS came in, he's like, okay, I'll jump on board. And he's just switched like that. Like, he's a Saints man, and, you know, he's still happy to talk about the Saints, but right. when it comes down to Saints v. Giants, like, nah, he's committed, he's po- he's all in.
0: Yeah, well, he's essentially somebody um, who's, like, been in a long-term relationship <laughs> where he really loved the other person, but they would really never rewarded him in the way he wanted, and then he's finally got out Found of that God. relationship... <laughs> And he's met this, like, hot young girlfriend who wants to have sex all the time yeah. and does nothing but please him. I would of course about my he's ex. happy. Yeah. It's That's like, true. That's a good point. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up my ex? <laughs> Why? I'm happy now. Uh, all right. Um, uh, so uh, Melbourne and the Gold Coast. This was one of those ones that, like, again, if depending on when you tuned in, but, like, Gold Coast early looked pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, jeez, did you hear Rocket talk afterwards? That's a shattered man. That's a guy who knows he's not going to be coaching.
0: Did you see that footage of him getting a head massage? Yes. <laughs> that was so funny! <laughs> like, laying on the table, getting a stress headache massage, essentially. <laughs> like, this is if there's ever been a bit of footage that symbolises... Um, He's uh, like, ah, oh, can you just rub my head? I've got no ideas. Could you just please, please rub my head? No, nah, fuck the players. Don't rub their hamstrings. They don't deserve it. I don't get why Goldkirst
1: are no good. Because I look at their list and I look at those players or, you know, that game for two, three, two and a half quarters... And it's like, geez, i have got so many guns. Like if St Kilda was made up of those players, I reckon we'd be a much better team. But they just don't, I don't know. Is, is, it, is it culture, Will?
0: Oh, here's what I'm going to say. Yes. Right. 100% in my opinion, it is culture. And I personally need to put my personal bias out on the table. Do um, me Peter. <laughs> I love the Gold Coast Football Club. Uh, but uh, many years ago, I decided not to go on tour to the Gold Coast anymore on my national stand-up tours because I just never really had a good time when I went to the Gold Coast, and mm. I never really felt like the audience had that good a time either. <laughs> and I was like, why don't I just for everyone. why don't I just not come here anymore? And I think you know, the people who really like me, they can drive to Brisbane when I go there, and they'll have a good time. Uh, but I got booked on a show uh, up there, and it was like a lineup show, so there was other comedians on, and I thought, okay, well, this is a nice way to get back to the Gold Coast. And it was uh, at the uh, Star Casino, uh, which has been redone for the 2018 Commonwealth Games. And so they flew me up during the day and I um, spent a little bit of time on the Gold Coast and then I did my show and I tweeted uh, to our friend Justin Hamilton after the show, uh, fuck this crowd, fuck the Gold Coast. I hope Ablett goes back to Geelong. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Yes, I think it is culture. Yeah. They hate it there because it's a terrible place. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my lock of the week. <laughs> yeah. I know there are some good people who live in the Gold Coast, but the Gold Coast itself is Do you know any barracks for Gold Coast? Like we just could name
1: three G- GWS fans. I couldn't name one Gold Coast fan.
0: No, I don't know anybody who barracks for the Gold Coast. Like, I mean, they have some fans, clearly up there, but I don't know any of them. No. I don't have any friends. I don't have anyone in my circle who is a Gold Coast fan. Shit.
1: you make me start to, like, think conspiracy film. Like, maybe what? they're not actually really a football club. Maybe well, it's a front for I something. mean,
0: some weeks when they play, they do appear <laughs> not to be an actual football club. So that may make a lot of sense.
1: But they've got such good players. Like, they've got heaps of good players. Like, Saad and Lynch and Two Meter Peter. And, like, it's just. And it'd be
0: very gold coast for the Gold Coast Football Club to be a front for some nefarious operation yeah, like though the bikies yeah like the candy man actually <laughs> like
1: what's his name
0: he's been using it to funnel like you know money through it's like a whole tax scam the Gold Coast sons don't even really exist <laughs> they go into their rooms to train and it's just like empty rooms where he's pretended he's bought all this gym
1: equipment yeah, they They're like they, they, they the actually room- have lockers that are just painted on a brick wall
0: <laughs> because you know what the thing is we don't even have gpss they make me carry around a brick in the back of my jumper just so the other teams don't know it's terrible up here we don't wear GPS we wear those little ankle bracelets
1: right because <laughs> <laughs> we can't go more than 200 hundred metres. we have to use
0: Candyman's one He's that, this is how we actually I, I deliver his house
1: yeah I um, mean yeah. Melbourne Gold Coast were very Melbourne in that game ironically like that's the you could have seen Melbourne doing what happened to Gold Coast yeah absolutely but Melbourne um, they're staying in the hunt aren't they
0: yeah it's, they're
1: coping they're not doing quite what everyone thought.
0: But. No, it's a bit hard to tell. Uh, good news for Melbourne, though. They did say that, uh, that there's a chance that Jesse Hogan might be even back by Queen's birthday. Like, that's apparently, yeah, his recovery's gone really well and he's going to be back in Melbourne and, you know, keen to play football. So, that's that's you got to feel that. That's going to be really positive. Yeah. And you got to feel like they're a better team. Well Richo. And You got to feel like that's a yeah. Very it's positive, Positive. pleasing. It's It's very very pleasing pleasing and positive. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah. That's pleasing. That's
1: pleasing. (laughs) A mate of mine texted me after the Saints game and said. He watched the Richo message to the members. You know, everyone gets that, and it's like uh, took Richo at least one minute fifteen seconds to get to his first pleasing, which
0: is not a good sign. I mean, that is that is a long, deep into it. He goes, "It was not pleasing. It was not uh, perfect. It was definitely uh, not positive. No, no, no. not positive. Um, I was pissed off. (laughs) Um, I thought they were a pack of pricks. Uh, I now have pneumonia." and <laughs> everyone did? can get fucked. What That's did? with a PH. Oh,
1: what is... No, it's Malcolm Blight with Pittard. Remember? <laughs> Pathetic. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, so Melbourne won that game. Melbourne won that. Uh, Probably most notable, because it made the AFL's top 10 plays of the week, was the, the goal umpire getting hit in the face with football. Um, now, I thought... Look, play, the... The, the umpire was okay, got up, you know, signalled the goal, then had to go off. But I started thinking this is a new element we could bring to the game. We've got hypercolour. Now we've got cameras all around the goals. Theoretically, you could automate that, right? We could now just like know if a goal's a goal because of infrared and cameras and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Let's keep someone behind the goals, but as a moving target for the player to try and nail. Like, it's similar way to we, the way we get the jersey and we number it up. We do it with the umpire as well. Mm. So it's like still six goals if you kick it through the middle. But if it's six goals and
0: you hit the person behind the goals as well, you get an extra three points. So... Like a nineteenth man, yeah. Basically, each team has to nominate someone to go down behind the that's the right. goals, and, and you've if got to you try, can, and, it's like dodgeball. It's like dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially yeah, dodgeball, except they're kicking a football at you. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have so to. So re- particularly for one of those ones where you're running into goal. Yes, that's like I think you have. And to, you have to stay in the. You clearly yeah, have, have to, to stay
1: restrict, in the square. Yeah, yeah. Well, in line with the goalpost, the the goal, Well, that's the what point. I mean. Yeah. Goalpost back to the
0: fence. Yeah, maybe so it gives you a decent tethered tethered,
1: tethered with a <laughs> rope to the fence behind you, so you can't. Get away!
0: That'd be awesome. Though. I mean, it would have been great. Like, obviously, you know, in the Saints Bulldogs game, you know that one where Stringer got it like over the back and streamed in and just smashed it instead of got, trying to kick it up into the third. snails <laughs> nail a guy yeah, running around, it Straight It like Patty McCartan. <laughs> yeah, you could never put Mummy. I mean, yeah, I don't there, think would you put you? your biggest players no. there. I suppose. Well, unless <laughs> Caleb a, Daniel would be awesome. Unless mate. that was an intimidation factor, though. Like, unless so, like, a guy's the idea was you like, put Ugh. Mummy uh, and. Then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I was thinking more of the idea that if you kicked a ball at mummy, mummy might at some stage on Smash the field it. retaliate for okay, that. Okay,
1: well, maybe that's an extra element you bring into it where that player, the, the rope that they're tethered to, they can come, say, like five metres onto the ground.
0: Hang on, they're tethered
1: to a rope? <laughs> yeah, so we tether them to the fence so they can't run. They've got to stay within okay. their goal. So it's uh-huh. the length of the goalpost right, wide. Sure. But we also give them like an extra five metres out into the ground so they can go into the goal square. Sure. So if your full forward isn't switched on, he can run out, <laughs> can put him in a headlock and drag him off the ground. And if you drag him off the ground, you're down one player.
0: So you've always got to kind of watch your back. You can't fall asleep. I know. Well, the one thing I think that the AFL fans have been crying out for is the rules to be more complicated. So I think... These are all good suggestions. We'll get on that AFL fan forum they do at the end of the year and, and make sure we write them all in. Um, all right, uh, Richmond take taking on Essendon in the Dreamtime at the G match. Um, yeah, I didn't see much of this game because I was on stage at the time, but uh, I didn't see it. Either. I did see the pre-show. I saw the you know the welcome to country, and uh, I, I'd never really sat through uh, that entire thing before. I don't think previously, and I found it incredibly. Moving, and I thought it was really, really well done. I think that they do a really, really good job Gil with that there. game. Gil was there, yeah, Um wearing blackface, which I thought was really inappropriate. <laughs> thought that was he and the guys from my <laughs> Exactly, got the, the got the Jackson, Jackson... jive. to. Oh my God. It was that like... was the bit Gil's hands like...
1: just trying to tell him, Gil, it's Gil. A really bad at no, seriously. They love it. They love it. <laughs> People <laughs> love to love.
0: I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about making people laugh. The last time I watched the footy show was that episode where Sam Newman did it. I assumed it went well. I didn't read the papers for three years after that. Um, no, I thought they sensibly, Like, I mean, that's the nice thing about watching it is even the commentary around it and the way the, the footy hosts and all those things handle it now, I think is... Like, the way they use language and stuff is not mm. like it's an oddity or something that's a bit weird or anything anymore. And... They, what they did a great job of doing was having uh, on the radio, I can't remember which radio station I heard, and I think it was maybe on 3AW on their footy pregame coverage, but Nicky Wimmer, mm. uh went in and did an interview. And I mean, because obviously that game, you know, it's the Nicky Wimmer Cup, as we know, famous mm. Bulldogs and Saints player Nicky <laughs> Wimmer. Um And he is, gee, he, he's a fascinating guy. And yeah, you just forget what an amazing footballer that he was he was my favourite footballer we used to play he was incredible good choices yeah (laughs) Like, I mean, it was really interesting though, like uh, even hearing him talk about, the you know, they asked him who the best player he played with and he said, well, you know, Plugger, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but then he had some lovely comment about the fact that, you know, all these second in the Best and Fairest because <laughs> of Plugger. It was yeah. like one of those things where he was like, yeah, but if I was at another club, I really would have won like six Best and Fairests.
1: <laughs> so that, um, uh, we put something on the Facebook page about the possible campaign statue. for the Nicky Winmar yep. statue, which is... Um, commemorating the day uh, he stood up for uh, against racism in the AFL by raising his jumper to a bunch of Collingwood fans, saying, I'm black and I'm proud. Um, doing it with the middle finger, which is a subtlety, I'm not sure if anyone's noticed in that. When I didn't know. When he's pointing at his belly, he's using his middle finger to point to his belly. Is that I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was surprised, not that they're building a statue, I think there should be a statue to it, but they want to put it at Victoria Park. Where it happened, I understand that, but... Two things, like put it at the MCG, like the home of football, and also don't put a statue up in Collingwood of a day that probably a lot of Collingwood
0: supporters like still feel very bitterly about. I mean, I feel like you would be opening a can of worms. Yeah, 100%. I feel like you will be creating more problems than what you were solving in that moment. Although month. I suppose
1: Collingwood now is much more gentrified, isn't it? It's not the Collingwood of old. No, but... There are still old Collingwood people around. Yeah, there are.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a terrible idea. But I did hear that the Saints were saying that when they moved back in, that they're thinking of doing uh, like a legendary St. Kilda statues anyway. And right. so that would probably be the appropriate Perfect. place for I it. I
1: think the MCG would be good. I think it wouldn't be out of place on the, at the MCG. Do you?
0: But aren't, but aren't the MCG statues about people who were great performers? Isn't the criteria of that, that they like the things were at the MCG? I don't know. I think it is. Well, what about like that I think, day
1: he went berserk <laughs> against Carlton in his last suit at St Kilda, where they couldn't even drag him? Like, again, the runner would tried to get him off. He went nuts. They couldn't get him off
0: the ground. Again, they're not commemorating all the moments that happened. <laughs> Instead at the of MCG. the iconic image of him holding up his jumper, it's just him throwing punches. Yeah, but I think the idea was that yeah, the MCG statues are people who performed right great okay. yeah great feats on the MCG. Oh, fair enough, Marrabit, but not Victoria Park. No. I mean, yeah, why don't you just do like a heap of statues around Victoria Park of people who have terrible, like get Bruce Dool knocking yeah. that one in from out of bounds, yeah. like just rub it in their face. Or put the statue of Victoria Park, but actually put
1: it on the ground in the spot where it happened. So then all the VFL teams have to play around it. You know, some guy streaming out from defense. dong. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a permanent reminder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to beat you over the egg with it, but, <laughs> but... At the same time, you could use it to take hangers and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. And for the junior levels, you put a little ladder up the back right. to make it a bit easier. I mean, it'd be a good opportunity I'm for kids to, it. to come out and learn about that moment, though. You know, yeah. why that moment happened. And then take a hanger on the guy. <laughs> in one of the most significant acts of like racial
1: equality in our country's history, you've got kids just taking hangers off the back of it. Like, Maybe not.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess we we still have some kinks in our plan to work out, but I, <laughs> I like that. that was such a pivotal moment, I think, and what Michael Long has done. And I mean, obviously, you know, these things are done by... I have like- an
1: autographed photo of that from the nineties. I, I think I got it, um, a friend of mine, I had the photo of Nicky, the, the photo of him holding his jumper up and a friend of mine was going to a Saints event and went and got it signed. I don't know where it is now though. It must be somewhere. I've got a lot of things in boxes, but yeah. It's incredible that.
0: It's such a great shot. Well, it is. It's such a perfect moment that sums up, you know, a moment in time. I'm I'm sick of this, you know, Mm. and we're done. But I hope that in, you know, time as well, we look back on, well, I mean, I know that we do now, but Mm. like the the football community looks back. Because I think everyone almost agrees now that that's a very powerful moment in the history of our game. Yeah. But it's not so different to what Adam Goods was doing a couple of years ago. No, like, that's the truth. We have progressed I, that much. I hope that we get to the point. Yeah, it's, it's sad, A, that we haven't progressed that much in some ways, even though we've progressed a lot. Yeah. But I, B, hope that in 10 years, like, people come to realise that, you know, like, Adam Goods and Michael Long and all these people, you know, have only been trying to do positive things, you know, for their people and the people who've given us so much joy in our game that we love so much. Yeah. I mean, the best
1: thing about, that Nicky Winmar pose is the game that he and Gilbert McAdam played. Oh, I know. Before that photo was taken, like I didn't. I was at my brother's wedding, I think, but I remember listening to it on the radio, and they just went berserk. Like Gilbert Mc, McAdam had like five goals, thirty possessions, or something, and then you hear them interviewed afterwards, and they made a pact with each other. They were like, you know, we know, we know we're going into hostile territory. No matter what they say, we're just going to let our football talk for us. It's fucking great. They should make a
0: doco about that game. Yeah. Like a little sports doctor, oh, I'd watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, that moment is a perfect one to make a documentary around you think, mm. because that's the best thing about those, like particularly if you're going to do one of those, like, yeah, sort of 30 minutes or like one hour sort of specials, having one iconic moment and having yeah. people reflect on a, the change that it is made for the game and the effect it had, but like being there on the day and yeah. what it was like and those sort of things. You have a footage of a young Joffa
1: reenactment yeah. of the young Joffa. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah You get like <laughs> back when his jacket was still bronze. <laughs> it'd be great if they got those Hollywood fans back and go, well, you know, Without me yelling that really offensive thing at him, that moment never would have happened. So where's my credit? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's what the statue they put up at Victoria Park is <laughs> He's a of the guy who the fence yelling. <laughs> Just like hashtags and yeah. hats coming out of his mouth. Yeah,
0: that, the, the moment before that, the guy who broke Nicky, <laughs> yeah. he gets his own statue at Victoria Park. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it was really great to hear him on the radio and just, you know, to reflect on what a great player he had been. So did the uh, Tigers do enough to banish away yeah, I thought the so. demons of the past? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I thought it was set up at three-quarter time for, you know, Richmond to do exactly the same thing as they've been doing. And that would have been, to me, an anti-climax. I know some people would have loved to just keep seeing it, but I don't think that's what nah, we want. I'm a bit Richmond-deed out. At this point, like, yeah. But also, here's what I reckon: Richmond are good enough to make finals. Oh yeah. And what we've said about this season is, if you make the finals, you never really know what can happen. I would have thought after the way that they've been mocked and teased, if you were putting a mocked movie I together, how you always say tease, <laughs> <laughs> mocked and teased. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> what I mean, if you're putting a movie together, yeah, you'd, you'd set up the like, you know, so sort of the protagonist is being like this person who was going to achieve something, and then they've had this setback where they've kind of been mocked and teased. <laughs> for it. And then wouldn't the next thing to be for them to unlikely get into the finals and disprove yeah. everybody wrong? 100% hero's journey. Yeah. If starts, I was...
1: starts flawed, stumbles at the first attempt, has to recon, re, re go back and learn some new skills, take on the villain, to become the winner. So who but who is the antagonist then for Richmond? It's themselves, right? They're their own antagonist.
0: Yeah, it's true. They're, that, their own they're, worst enemy. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's what they've got. That's what they've got to overcome. There's no like old foe or anything. It's just like how do they overcome being Richmond? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've got to have a day where they play themselves, (laughs) like in a video game where you can pick the same character to fight each other. Oh, inverse Richmond.
0: Well, you know what it is.
1: Reverse Richmond.
0: Well, maybe it's one of those things where they get the week off, and you know, because so far nobody knows how you 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 use that week off. You know, if you if you get it right, mm. maybe they have an intra club match where in that week they literally beat Richmond. Yes, and then they can move on. Well, what they do is one version of Richmond, the half of the team are way up, and then they have one of those Richmondy moments, mm. and the other team wins. But they realise that either way, Richmond won. Well, yeah, and the only ones that could defeat them. Are themselves, but
1: how do you pick twenty two from that intra club? It's got to be players who all have a similar game in which they don't do something Richmondy. So even if Jack Revolt kicks five <laughs> five in that intra club, if the last shot he has, he kicks it in the goalpost, it bounces off and breaks his uh, nose, he's not playing next week. because that was Richmondy? Oh,
0: okay. What about what about Damien Hardwick? Yeah hires a makeup artist mm. and some other players from the AFL who aren't involved right. in the hi- in the final series right. to dress up and As, become yeah. the members of the Richmond team. Brilliant. There we go. Take themselves on. Or yeah. they play <laughs> with giant mirrors strapped to them. <laughs> what about with mirrored sunglasses, but the mirrors are on the inside? Damien, we love these suggestions, but have you been smoking something? <laughs> uh Dad of her is still good even when sn and n is good uh you know he's he's a oh there was that uh Rumor that got floated, you know, today, which I think is just a rumor that Esther and we're going to offer Martin one point six million, which yeah, right. sounds ridiculous. I just don't think you can afford to give one player one point six million. Well, particularly pe- when they need to sign, sign Danaher and a whole, a whole bunch of other people. But that's
1: not like a front-loaded kind of thing where it's like one point six over three years and then it drops down the
0: last two. I mean, it probably would have to be front-loaded, but still, you don't think he's worth. I think he's worth a million dollars, but I don't think that you can put your list together with players who are on much more than a million dollars, unless yeah. there's some other. Well, they'd have to. You have to have some other have,
1: value. Who would they get rid of? They'd have to like let someone go, a senior player go, if they're going to spend that much.
0: Who have they got? The, oh, Job maybe. Well, Job, yeah, Job would be finishing up, yeah. and like you know, they might be able to find some. I suppose.
1: Jo- I mean, you know, that's an upgrade on Job Watson, Dustin Martin.
0: Yeah. Well, now... Although, you'd
1: prefer to have both of them. I wonder if there's another player you could exit.
0: I mean, there sh- I'm sure there would be, but That's, I just I mean, don't... You know talk- I can't understand how you can play, pay all those players and have Dustin Martin there. That doesn't make sense to me. At North yeah. Melbourne, I can... Like, you know, at St Kilda, I probably could find you know, how you do it. But at, at a team like Essendon, there's got to be a bunch of guys there who are on some decent money. Zach Merritt's got to have mm. a... Yeah, and you're going to have to pay him so a bunch Harakus. of money. Like... You know, Dyson Heppel, yeah, you're going to have to give Joe Danaher a bunch of money because on the open, I mean, I don't think he's going to leave, he's a Danaher, but like on the open market, he'd be worth a lot of money at the moment, I would have thought. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: mean, I don't think it's, that sounds ridiculous. I mean, I would be surprised if they're not making an offer, like everyone else would be making an offer. I just don't reckon he's going to go. I just, I think that. I mean, I've got I'm basing this on nothing, but I just feel like with Fife as well. It's just like I don't know. It'd be weird to see Dustin Fletcher, uh, Dustin Martin playing in another in other colours.
0: Yeah, well, that that'd be about the the most y thing of all. So imagine just in this fan fiction world that Richmond uh, do go on to win the grand final, and Dustin Martin is best on ground in the grand final, wins the Norma Smith Medal, and in his speech announces he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you Can say that at me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Adelaide and Frio. Not much to say Ooh. about this from Frio's point of view. Well, if Ross didn't know what a litmus test was <laughs> <laughs> last yeah. week, he knows
1: what it is this week and they fucking failed. They failed the litmus test. Um, look, Adelaide are great.
0: I think that's the thing, right? Adelaide and are great. Fremantle have been playing, you'd think, above themselves. Well, the story of this season is, right? That, like, you know, eventually, if you're playing at that sort of level, you're going to have like a shocker around the corner. And. Freo have been going pretty well. Like, they're higher on the ladder than anybody expected. And they've gone and played either the best or second best team in the competition at home. Mm. And... Got smashed. Got smashed. Yeah. But that's really it, isn't it? You know, the, the Crouch brothers played well. Sloan was amazing again. Like
1: I think there is a huge... Not a huge gap, but there is a significant... There's a gear change between, say, the Dogs, Giants, Crows, and then Geelong sort of in that category. And then everyone below that, it's like a... It's just a you know, guess who because you could Adelaide can have a couple of down weeks, but you know that when they come back, they have like all this level they can get to. It's just Frio are like St Kilda and like
0: Melbourne, like North, like yeah, we can battle it out
1: and be good for parts. Yeah, of games. I think we, I think
0: Frio would be looking at the fixture and going, "Do we play the Bulldogs again? Because they're our bunny team." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I mean. Yeah, they've beaten us the last two times out. You know, they're one of those teams that on their day can they, clearly beat. Teams. I reckon no matter what happens this year, it's been a better year for Frio. Yeah. Like, I can't see them not winning
1: another game or anything like that. But even if they only get ten wins for the year, it's fucking better than last
0: year. And there's a lot, and they can keep five. It's a lot of upside. Yeah have you Have you noticed? Does it feel like a bit of the interest has gone out of five from other? Mm-hmm. Like for what you're gonna to have to pay for him. Yeah. It it feels like there's a lot of other names that are being thrown around now and Fife is slipping out of the conversation a little bit. I think well he's never he he's made it sort
1: of clear in any non binding terms he can that he would like to stay. And I think that's been fairly consistent across, you know, apart from what uh what was his name? Jacko no who's Fitzy. Fitzy. Fitzy in WA might yep. I think. I don't I don't feel like he's going. I mean, he runs WA. He will be the premier of WA if he wants to be. Why would you leave that? And they're not a bad team. Like, if Freo had another year where they hadn't won a game, I could be like, sure, he's got fucking seven years to to win a flag somewhere else. But who knows? They could be back playing good finals, you know. In a couple of years' time,
0: yeah, and plus he good lives. He, plus he, <laughs> the worst. Plus he lives with a couple of other players from the club. So yeah. why would he want to leave? They're all mates. They're all mates. They're all mates. Uh, Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions. Uh, Collingwood. Well, Collingwood did what we said they would do. Really, in this game, was they needed to at some stage put yeah. their own backs against the walls because yeah. Brisbane weren't going to be capable of putting Collingwood's back against the wall. So Collingwood, through their kicking for goal, decided to put their own backs to the wall. Yeah, Hipwood's good though, isn't he? Yeah, another small-headed forward. Yeah, I like it. Would yeah, um, Rafael I, Nadal. I'm a big uh, Jamie Elliott fan. Oh, are
1: you? Yeah. Even with those frosted tips. Oh,
0: more so now. That's oh, what I was going to no. say. I think he's. Bringing- he looks
1: like he's a lead singer of like a new metal band from like the late '90s.
0: Yes. You know, like Crazy Town or something. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like, and I love it. It's bringing a bit of Collingwood back to Collingwood. Yeah, it's true. You know that's what he's I, on brand. That's what I want from Collingwood. <laughs> like I want a guy who looks like he plays from Collingwood yeah. from any era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a really good player, he is and really he's good. hateable. Like he's that great sort of cheeky sort of. He's not hateable like Toby Green. No, but he's got he's that got sort that cherub faced. Yeah, but what's my,
1: he's such a he plays so um, big, so tall. Doesn't yeah. he, for like a small forward. He's a really good grab.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, no, I I I love watching him play and there's so much better with him in the team. I think 100%. I think it's underrated how much like you know they've missed not having him. He's a quality, quality player. Yeah. But yeah, the tips I loved. I mean, where do you even get tips? Well, Jason like, Johanneson's barber, I think. But that's not tips. Like people will do that, but this is like tips. Yeah. Proper old fashioned tips. Like he would have got, got foils in his hair. Who's doing foils? Where's he getting foils done? Gold Coast. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, I didn't I didn't mind Brisbane in this game. Like I know yeah, Dane Beams is good. He's they're gonna have good a t- they're gonna have a tough year, but I think there's a lot to like. Like they have got like Hipwood. I mean, Shaky's another story, but you know they've got enough good players coming through. It's kind of like what we've, what we've been saying about Carlton this
0: year, which is like it doesn't matter if you lose a lot of games as long as you see something from yeah. your future guns. Yeah, I agree. Like the Brisbane just need to hold on to players, and you know, in this period, because I think that. There's enough there that they could... But it's just going to be a slow turnaround. Yeah. You don't feel like it's going to be one of those ones where suddenly well, there's next no, year... there's
1: no Victorian team to fold to give them an influx of gun players, Right. You no, know? there's no legendary greatest player of all time. I know. There is
0: a team down the road that could easily <laughs> fold and give them a bunch of good players, though.
1: Yeah. Jeez.
0: Um, all right. Um, and what about Nathan Buckley's um, year in purgatory, where nothing fucking changes? It just continues, doesn't it? I... Again, I'm going to go back to the fact that I think this is your perfect player. If you're a Collingwood fan, I wouldn't be frustrated with how this is going. You're showing enough that shows that you're not that far away. I think that the best thing for the club is probably going to be to get rid of Buckley at the end of the year. But he's coaching well enough and they're playing well enough. If you treat that, him
1: like a junior development coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like... Uh, McCarthy top, top five lists. Yeah, exactly. Like, But he's getting... I think he's getting everyone, you know, like fit enough and playing, you know, the right sort of, the, you know, and then you'll get a new coach in at the end of the year and you'll for, you'll farewell one of your club champions yeah, on like a Paul nice Ruse. note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I think. As you bring in Mick Malthouse. <laughs> is you bring Mick back from the dead as Eddie's standing over a coffin trying to raise the ghost of Mick Malthouse. Oh, no, he's not dead. He's he's just uh, dead you're inside. Thinking of, you're thinking of Jock McHale. Yeah, so yeah, that's his, Eddie's going way back. He goes, the good news is Jock McHale, we've dug up Jock. Uh, I've been working on reanimation stuff down at the Holden Centre for a couple of years. Eddie, that's not Jock McHale. <laughs> we all know that's not Jock McHale. You've just drawn John McCall's face on a statue. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Carlton uh, and uh, the Kangaroos again.
1: Carlton uh, again. Carlton had a crack. It's actually a pretty good weekend now. I think about it. I didn't. I wasn't watching a lot of games closely. I was kind of working while yeah. I had the footy on. But I must admit, like I was getting distracted a lot because a lot of the games had a point at least. Where the scores would be level, or you know, the league would change. St Kilda, that was the first quarter, but every other game this round, it was it was good and
0: contested. Uh, Bryce Gibbs, he's he's playing well. Yeah. Um. What do you think about? Will he then stay? Do you think it's one of those things? Would Adelaide yeah, want Bryce weird. Gibbs like that help? whole
1: trade period last year? That was that was my storyline of the week. Was that 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 whole is Gibbs going and Soss putting on like a tough stance and Adelaide not willing to budge and. And I was like, how do you front up, you know, when you've tried really hard, when you've tried to, you know, call bluffs and shit, and you still have to stay like, how do you front up? But I guess he's showing us, you just be a super professional footballer. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that, I don't know that he would suddenly be now thinking, oh, maybe I should stay. Like, I think he'd still be looking to exit.
0: He's just being a professional, like Dangerfield was. Uh, I don't know much else out of that game. Did you? Uh, there...
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know that the Carlton were like five goals down and then snatched the lead. In the yes, the I did say that. Um, ben Brown played a really good game. Uh, it looks like we won't be seeing Thomas or Swallow back in this side because all the young players that they wanted to blood. Like there's a great kid. I'm going to get his first name wrong, but it's Garner. I want to say Joel, but it's not Joel Garner. Um, North Melbourne forward, he's... Awesome. Like, he's an excitement machine. Just great fucking leap. Knows where the goals are. Quick, fast. North of... They're under the radar a bit. Like, they've been... We kind of all dismissed them after the clean-out last year and couldn't see... They've been so close, but never really... But they've quietly been developing these really good young
0: players who seem sort of ready to step up. Yeah, they do, don't they? They've, they've, They've bounced back a little stronger and more optimistically than I think people were expecting about this season. Well, I think what's happened, Will... Is that they all got called oh, yeah. into Brad's office? Hang on. Yeah,
1: okay. And Brad went to the cupboard. Hang on, all and right. he yeah. took down a little silver bottle off the shelf, Yeah. about the size of a perfume bottle, and he okay. just twisted the lid a little off. silver bottle. He didn't say a lot. Was
0: it a twist lid? A yeah, twist say? lid? Yeah, just a little twist, twist it off. lid. Okay. He didn't
1: say much, but he just gave a little bit of a whiff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he passed it around to each player, and he said, "Fellows, just have a little, just have a little, you know, a little sneaky on that. You know what was in that bottle, Will?
0: Amel. <laughs> Shinbone Spirit <laughs> well, oh Charlie,
1: and they've shown plenty of that
0: <laughs> the last couple of weeks. I think there's something other than that, though. I think they're a little bit more exciting yeah, no, they're, they're brand slicker. of football that. Um, then I've given them credit for certainly. I think they, you know, and like I, you know, well, you know, they're they've mind got a little, bit of class with Higgins and people like that. As well, they remind me a
1: little bit of the Bulldogs in yeah. the way they've got a lot of kind of utilities at the moment. Just like, and but the good, the exciting thing is they're players you haven't really heard of. But right. then when you watch them play, you're like, oh my god, it's like when you watch West Coast or Frio play and they've got some play that they've been keeping hidden from Victorian recruiters for like five years. And you're like, oh my God, that guy's amazing. But yeah,
0: guy can't even remember his own name because he's had five of them and five different high schools. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, The last game of the weekend, uh, which I was... uh, the West Coast Eagles, at home mm. on their flat track mm. up against uh, the new bullies in town, the GWS Giants. So the GWS, the big story out of this game that I kept hearing was like they only had 26 players to pick from. Now, I will put on the record 26 number one draft choices, but yes, they did, they are injury ravaged and I, this was a pretty good win for them, you'd think, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah. well, they had to win this one because everyone was questioning their mental toughness.
1: Uh, Toby Green... As much as you want to punch that bloody cabbage patch face. He's got a
0: punchable face. Great
1: player. Oh, yep. my God. Like, everyone's talking about the goal, he kicked to seal it. But the handball, the over-the-head handball, did you see that? set yeah. up um, Amazing. Like, that guy, he's... I'm not the first person to say this, obviously. But if he was, like, a few centimetres taller and in the midfield, he'd be, like, one of the best players going around. I mean, he's...
0: He, but I think he's also perfectly what you need, which is like, sometimes I think you lose some of the magic of those players when they end up going into the midfield. Yeah. You know if somebody's like a great he's a high half forward yeah. and they end up kind of getting like, even when Ciro Rioli, like, I mean, it's good that he can go in there and do those sort of things. Yeah. But when he's playing down in that forward line and yeah. being dangerous, that's really where like you want to see him. Stevie J. Like Stevie J. Well, that's the example, right? Can Stevie J. in the midfield. Eddie Betts, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, Eddie Betts mostly plays down forward. And it means that anytime it goes down there, yeah. you don't just have to worry about the big guys. You have to worry about this person, you know, who could really tear you up. So if you're St. Kilda and you have, like, you know, a million dollars to spend yeah.
1: and Toby Green and Josh Kelly are out of contract, yeah. do you go for Josh Kelly just because he's a pure midfielder, you won't have any doubts about where to play him, just slot him straight in, you know, he's a good user? Or... Arguably, Toby Green is as good a footballer. Well, Gary
0: Lyon argued this week on uh, Footy Confidential or whatever that show is that they do. Um, I watched that. Footy After Dark. Footy (laughs) After Dark. Footy Up Late. Like
1: a a late night love advice show. Footy Confidential. (laughs) Hi, I'm a captain of a team and I want to have an affair. I'm a a
0: captain of a team in uh, the western suburbs and um, I really want to leave uh, to a team in another western suburbs in a different city. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I. um am it, a player
1: be, was a. Uh, I uh, smashed someone in a fight and uh, told everyone it was my
0: dog. Hi, <laughs> oh, I haven't been sleeping at home the last few nights and I haven't told anybody from Asana. Uh, <laughs> pretty confidential. <laughs> That'd be a much better show. Right. Just disguise the
1: player's voice and yeah. use that electronic disguise. And they could just
0: anonymously like, admit the things. They're just like, uh Look, I pretended it was an accidental punch from behind, but I really just wanted to smack him in the face. (laughs) Footy confidential. (laughs) Sometimes in the showers, I look at the other players' dicks. Footy confidential. (laughs) I got Gatorade in my eye during the Gatorade shower, (laughs) and I wanted to cry, but I I couldn't. Footy confidential. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell the Crouch Brothers apart. Footy confidential. (laughs) Uh... I've been calling him Joe Hanson too. (laughs) Funny confidential. (laughs) Uh, uh, GWS were good. Uh, West Coast Eagles. Charlie? I I feel like you're... uh, This is entrapment.
1: You want me to say
0: something about Well, I'm just saying. What do you think? How would you describe the performance? So you'd say the GWS were good? I would say
1: the GWS were good. good. And would you say that West Coast are the opposite
0: of GWS in that game? Well, no. I wouldn't say that. Because it was a pretty tight game, and West Coast played pretty well. Yeah, no. Uh, so if GWS are good, doesn't it, you know, by nature mean that, G- that West I've Coast Eagles are good, but just not quite as good as GWS? Okay, yeah, let's temper it. Not quite <laughs> as good as GWS.
1: Uh, I actually tipped the Eagles, if you remember, yeah. in this game. I thought they would win. I was willing to have my uh, my preconceptions swept aside, particularly because of my love of JJ. But, I mean, I know it happened late in the game, but that's got to have an effect, right, in a close game if you I mean the Two-time Coleman, three-time Coleman medalist.
0: If you if you lose one of the most interesting players in the entire AFL, as we've discovered, yeah. uh, we haven't uh, spent much time on a JJ, and we won't spend much time on him here but um, we're going to do a good, good a time as need to make an announcement yeah though. we're going to do a, an extra well just that kind of mini episode to go with this episode that will probably come out a couple of days from now yeah. uh, because we've had a lot of mail yeah. uh, and you know a lot of correspondence around the work of Josh Kennedy yeah. uh, certainly some uh, unexpected gems uh, that people have sent our way well what we thought we needed to do was separate
1: the football like results talk from our more meandering yeah uh, uh, well
0: more what some of the online features <laughs> Feedback suggested we needed to do was separate those two things. Now we we like the online me- uh, meandering, but what we're going to do is put like we're going to have a more specialist meandering podcast <laughs> that comes out, which is mostly meandering. So you- if you're not up for meandering, I love- then we are going <laughs> to specifically meander in that one. Yeah, it's
1: going to be called Two Guys One Mailbag. Yeah, so. <laughs> In the proper
0: podcast, oh, we'll two, two it. guys, one back. Yeah, two guys, <laughs> one back. It's our <laughs> mailbag segment. Uh, so, it's just a way for people
1: who just want to hear us talk about the games on the weekend and yeah. talk about next week's games, you won't have to worry about any more 40 minute diversions into JJ no. territory. But,
0: but for people who love that sort of stuff, and yeah. that, that's mostly us, yeah. um, <laughs> that's where that stuff's going to go. But it'll also give us the opportunity to then, because people have sent us stuff about Richmond They've sent us stuff about uh, Joe Dan at head. They've yeah. sent us all these, like, and they kind of don't Too much to address Too one much. Episode. So, we're going to put it all in one bit. Yeah. And, we don't and have- that means if you want to, like, yeah, give us a whisper from the West, or if you want to send something to us, then you can help us with our two guys, one back. By the way, Michael, uh, this is news to you, but why are oh, you yeah, doing yeah. a news so show? we're announcing this to... Well, I, I announced the idea to Charlie about an hour ago, and now we're both <laughs> announcing the idea to Michael and to our audience. That's how we roll here. Yeah. <laughs> 2GIC. Um, 2GIC, I love it. <laughs> let's have a, a little pause, and then we'll yeah. come back and we'll go through uh, next uh, weekend's games. All right, we're back. Uh, next weekend's games, not a cut huge... Cut that cough out, Michael, because you literally <laughs> waited to press play Until, before I you coughed. Until I play and then I cough. Yeah.
1: Yeah, some beer will sort oh, out no, that I'm drinking. Yeah, the,
0: the beer. I'll just like some beer. I'll stop coughing. No, stop burping. Everything will be fine. I'm not going to... I think I have... Anyway, let's not get... <laughs> you can cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Leave it in. Uh, all right. Uh, this weekend, um, like it's the bye weekend. So, I mean, obviously, over the next couple of weekends, we don't have as much footy. Um, but uh, let's have a look here We've got uh, Thursday Oh no, hang on I've skipped ahead Until the week afterwards I Suddenly had a panic attack Because I was like Sydney playing the Western Bulldogs Oh, we're playing Fucking Adelaide after the bye Isn't that awesome at, in, at Adelaide Oval Yeah, that's not a good Well, it's a good opportunity To come back from the bye And maybe, you know, Get them They Maybe they, you know Don't do the bye properly And St Kilda comes back And suddenly you're back on track If you beat Adelaide and Adelaide Should I play the song again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe save it For when you win Or maybe save it when you don't win And you can play it Uh, All right. Uh, On Thursday night, uh, Port Adelaide taking on Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval. Now, interesting game, right? But this is one of those ones where you'd hope Port will win at home and kind of, you know. Just for the
1: sake of (coughs) AFL fans everywhere, don't give us a boogeyman to worry about. Don't revive Michael Myers slash Hawthorne. Exactly. Yeah. Pour, put put him down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do it. Finish him. Finish him. Bury him at a crossroads. Yeah. And don't turn holy water. Back. <laughs> yeah. Sacred whatever ground. You need to do cut it up. <laughs> bury like. him, bury them at the MCG. Yeah. On every, sacred ground. Everything you need to do. Yeah. I don't care whatever it is, but yeah. make sure they're dead. Don't do that thing where you knock them out. You know and who then they you are? Turn your back and celebrate. They're the Undertaker. You know, like the
1: Undertaker. He or he only just lost his first. WrestleMania, right? But he went like 20 WrestleManias right. undefeated. Hawthorne or The Undertaker. You just can never count them
0: out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They are the undead, <laughs> <laughs> risen to life. Uh, Geelong taking on... I, Ad- so we're both picking Port? Oh, sorry, yes, yeah. I, I'm picking Port, yep. Yeah. Uh, Geelong taking on uh, Adelaide uh, at, uh, on Friday night at Simmons Stadium. So mm, Geelong got a, a nice little one. run down at Simmons. Yeah, Adelaide got a nice tune-up, though, against Freo.
1: Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say Adelaide.
0: Yeah, it's a hard one to pick, isn't it? Based on
1: form, like, you know, Geelong just won against Port, and you'd think Adelaide are a better team than Port, so using my goodwill hunting. (laughs) Can I just borrow your whiteboard wheel and just add the the two? I mean, I think Adelaide are the team
0: most likely to win the premiership. But just for the sake of it being interesting, I'm going to say Geelong at home. Hard to beat at Simmons Stadium. Let's just, here's what I would say to Frank Costa and all the crew down there, whoever's in charge these days. uh, Frank Costa and all my crew, here's what I want you to do. Um, Could you please just open a stand? Just open, between now. (laughs) Donut stand. Hot jam donut stand. I don't know, don't care what it is. Just a little pop up stand. Fucking open that, get your team up. Um, all right, uh, Saturday, uh, Gold Coast at Metricon taking on the West Coast Eagles. Now, this is a good opportunity for the Battle West Coast, the coast. Eagles coast to, to, shake, coast. to shake their flat-track bully can't play away from home. Gold Coast on the Gold Coast. Uh, no, I think, look, I think the the can't play away from home thing they've dispelled because right. they have
1: won at Hat. Yes. They've also lost at Hat. MCG's... The, they won in Adelaide, M- I think. M- MC- yeah, in that's season. right. MCG's the big hoodoo ground, but I don't think... I don't think Metricon holds fear for
0: anyone, right? Does anyone- Ab will be back from his holiday slash shoulder injury? What's So if if the gab is the gabatoire? what's yeah. Metricon? It's the Metriconning you out of your money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been all there in the name. The whole thing is a sham. I knew it was a front for something. Metricon, consider following another sport. Yeah, Metra conning you out of your money <laughs> weekly.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Look, West Coast, I tipped you last week and you let me down. You got one more shot, one opportunity. Are you gonna capture
0: it or let it slip? Don't eat spaghetti before the game. <laughs> I mean, actually eat spaghetti. It's carb bloating. It's probably very good for you before the game. I'm gonna pick West Coast. Uh, I am No with- J-,
1: J Kennedy, but I'm oh, gonna th- yeah. this is if West Coast fans want me to like your team, win this game and I'll consider it. That's my ultimatum to you. I mean, I think that's what they really I'm actually wanting to tip Gold Coast now. I'm I'm (laughs) making myself angry and wanting to tip Gold Coast. But I feel like I've got to put my balls on the line a bit. I'm going to say West Coast without JJ Kennedy.
0: I'm going to say West Coast just because I had a fucking shocking gig on the Gold Coast. (laughs) And fuck you, Gold Coast. I hope it burns to the ground and the Olympics fail. Uh, Not the Olympics. Sorry, the Commonwealth Games. Of course, you can't have real sports there. The Con Your Wealth Games. Yeah, because it's the Gold Coast and it's all the share. Thank you for listening for, to my conspiracy theory podcast, <laughs> uh, GWS. We're gonna have uh, two less downloads from the Gold Coast this week. Yeah, GWS take yeah, taking on Essendon at Spotless. Uh,
1: that has to be GWS, doesn't it? Yeah, I could, say I Essendon, know, like, I could see Essendon like surprising them, you yeah. know.
0: But yeah, they're coming back from the West. Uh, They've yeah. travelled. Um, you but, know, Essendon do yeah have a good team, um, but I'm gonna say GWS. All right, I'll pick the Bombers.
1: Okay, led uh, so there'll be. The game will have two spearheads, who have tiny heads. John Patton and Joe Danaher. Someone pointed out to us on Facebook yeah. that if you're talking small heads, John Patton should get a mention, and he's right. He really is right. I had a good look at it, and that's a small head. Yeah, different it's, shaped. It's more looks like a, you know, like the um uh who was was it man no, who was the cop uh, McDonald's character, the one with the hamburger for a head. What was his name? Cop, Cop McCheese? Mammoth Cheese. Let's say Mammoth
0: Cheese. Okay, sure. He
1: looks like he's got a tiny version of Mammoth Cheese's head. It's just a little cheeseburger sitting on a huge body.
0: I mean, here's the thing. This is like, you know, I would just love to see this tiny head to head battle (laughs) between (laughs) these two tiny spearheads or spear tiny heads. uh all right uh north melbourne uh are taking on uh richmond he had stadium this is a good game a ah, real good game yeah this is one of those ones that richmond needs to win but you could easily see north melbourne win in mm. the form they're in do we it feels like if this was a horror movie
1: richmondy has been defeated and the sequel this is the sequel now this says yep. new story and we think we've heard talk of richmondy but we think it's defeated do you bring Richmondy back this early? I think you're going to spend a lot of your, a lot of your tickets if they do something Richmondy this game. No, I agree. I, I, what I would, would. What's I, the most Richmondy thing to
0: happen? Win or lose? The most Richmondy thing is to win. Is it? Yeah, because I believe that y- you've got to set up something more Richmondy now. Like we've kind of had the fun with the yeah right you know, the, these moments. Like there's no point. No, so I get what you're saying. You it's can't not, have a Richmondy moment. It's not, it's not
1: the most Richmondy thing to happen for them to win. But no. for them to win, we are going to get a bigger Richmondy result. Richmondy moment. result, yeah. Okay, for, for the next
0: logic. most Richmondy thing to happen, to I think they this. need to win this one yeah, to set up whatever it is. Because how do you have a Richmondy thing against North Melbourne? Yeah. You just don't, right?
1: Well, I mean, you're taking Shinboni Spirit and putting it in a head-to-head against Richmondiness. So there is... There is a way it could happen where Richmond get out to a huge lead and then just North grind out a win,
0: shinbone spirit style. Uh, yeah, win I they guess. Counted out. I mean, this will be the big battle of you know what? What is like, what, what, uh, what? Urban. <laughs> what is the what, what, <laughs> what completely made up thing <laughs> that we have attributed to your club <laughs> has the most power? <laughs> Finally, it will be decided. It is. It's shinbone spirit battling richliness. versus Richmond. I feel like
1: uh I don't know. I reckon North could win this. I agree that it would not give us a better gauge on Richmond if Richmond lose, but I just feel like North have shown a lot in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to pick North.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Richmond. Uh, Sunday, June the 4th, uh, is a Fremantle at uh, Dick Stadium uh, taking on the Collingwood Magpies. Frio after a big loss, but back at home, surrounded by penises, Collingwood making mm-hmm. the big trip over to Western Australia, Collingwood not playing too badly.
1: Uh, it's a bit is, of a toss is, of a coin this game. As, does the travel count as you're back against
0: the wall? Because that had a fairly convincing win. I mean, I would have, I think, I mean, are you getting closer to the wall or further away from the wall the more you travel?
1: Um, I think closer to the wall. But they finished in the middle of the ground, in the middle of the room last week, so they're they're traveling closer to the wall
0: now. Oh, here's what I would say this. about Collingwood is like I think they need to get their backs against the wall again. And what that means is I think that they will lose. I think the best okay. way to get their backs against the wall is to go over to Fremantle and backs against the- you're not gonna get like the coach isn't gonna get sacked from losing to Frio, right? Yeah. Frio bounce back, they're playing at home. It's one you can lose. It's you know, they'll have a they'll have a real crack at it and they'll just lose, but it'll mean that the pressure's back on Buckley, backs against the wall.
1: I reckon I reckon they will win mm. because, in the similar logic to Richmond in this, there's going to be a bigger backs against the wall game coming up. So I think they'll win this
0: by two or three goals. We mm. won't have a greater gauge on them.
1: There'll be a bit of like confidence going around the Holden Centre, but then I reckon. I mean, it's
0: good to win in Western Australia, but at the same time, Fremantle lost by a hundred the week before. You can spin that either way. It's one yeah. of those games that whether you win or lose, you can spin it pretty easily. Yeah.
1: Give us no greater gauge on yeah. Nathan Buckley's this is
0: the, This is what we're calling the, we will learn nothing from this game. <laughs> game. Game. <laughs> if it was a litmus test for us, <laughs> it would just be neutral. Yeah, it turns out if it was a litmus test, it was actually just a piece of paper you were dipping in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the last game. It turns out to be like a pregnancy test. You're like, someone's been pissing in my pool. This thing's turned pink. Uh, okay, well, that's it. That's it. That's oh, the okay. whole round because of the bias. So... All right. Well, um, yeah.
1: So if you uh, if you want to, uh, we'll put this on the same channel, our, our two guys, one bag. Yep. Um, but if you like this show and want to support us, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash which is our other podcast. But you've got links to um, all, all our shows there. Also, I think I can announce we've had some technical troubles today, but by the time people hear this, Hopefully,
0: we're all right. I'm sure we'll have more technical troubles between when we've recorded this <laughs> and when people hear this. So. But
1: uh, yesterday, at least, we had a revamped website, oh. um, which, if you like this show and you think you want to hear other stuff that we do, we have four other podcast or three other podcasts, Yeah, all collected at tofop.com, T O F O P.com. Um, so yeah, if you're curious about what else we do and I don't know, Will's got Philosophy, which is like a kind of, you know, a highbrow podcast. He's got, it's not that highbrow. He's got Fop, which is like this, but not about football. And then there's Fofop, which is like this, but not about football with not me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like this yeah, without football when Charlie's not available. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's uh, stop this one. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, when you're hearing this, uh, if you live uh, down in the Newcastle area, Nelson Bay or Belmont. By the way, let's stop this one. <laughs> it's probably
1: the like clunkiest way to wrap up this show. Like, literally, you couldn't get any more direct. <laughs> right? Let's stop this one. Like, I mean, wow. Okay. Keep going. I just like to tell it like it yeah, is, Charlie. Totally. I'm a straight, straight shooter. shooter. <laughs> Having our honesty session, are we? <laughs> Leading teams have come down.
0: <laughs> Charlie's like, I like the way you get to the point, but sometimes you get too much to the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so I, I yeah, I have some shows on the weekend. So if you're in the Newcastle area, I'm doing shows, uh comedy.com.au and check those out. Uh and uh and that's it, right?
1: That's it. Oh the Facebook page too.
0: Oh we have a Facebook page. Yeah, people are liking it. Um if you could like, you know, review it, if you could review the podcast, if you could give it some stars, all those sort of things, it just helps uh people find out about the podcasts.
1: Yeah, that's right. So we say play on not fifteen.
0: Ball We are two guys, one Car.